0: Welcome to The Silent Lotus. I'm Sudipi. And I'm Suhita. We are two South Asian women who are very young and a little bit worn out from the world. Join us on our journeys
1: of tackling our health, self-care, and mustache hairs. A gentle reminder that we are not experts, just two young women hosting a podcast. We encourage you to seek out support from a trained health professional as needed. Welcome to the Silent Lotus. Salithi, what's been the highlight of your week so far?
0: This week, my highlight has been a beverage. The beverage is called Spindrift. I am very late on this train, um, but I am a lover, diehard lover of fizzy water. I am, in fact, German, in case the people don't know. And in Germany, you simply do not just say, oh, I want to drink water. You say, I want to drink flat water or I want to drink fizzy water and my water of choice is always fizzy water growing up and I love it however I do not like soda important distinction and um, we've had a soda stream here at home for a couple of years and in addition I would occasionally purchase a, a LaCroix or one of those Poland spring fizzy waters but they're not good they have they are artificially flavored and so I wrote off the whole idea of like fruit flavored fizzy water until my dad bought a Costco pack of spindrift. Um, and I just tried it not really knowing what it was. And I tried a lemon spindrift. I have one on the desk right now and it was delicious. Why? Because it tastes like real fruit juice. What a novelty. And, um, not only have I gone on to drink about 15 to 20 cans of lemon and grapefruit spindrift in the past three four days i've also now listened to a podcast episode on from the show how i built this from npr that what they recommended to me um where they interviewed the ceo or the founder i think of spindrift and they talk about why it's such a novelty that there is real fruit juice and fizzy water in a can and so i love this stuff i don't see a future without this stuff it's been amazing what about you
1: that was a really intense overview of this one drink, but I'm I really love it. happy to see that a podcast I recommended ended up in the show. <laughs> Go me. I'm pretty proud of that. Um, yeah. But that's so great. Good. We love all natural flavorings. Um, I think the highlight of my week was probably today. I finished work before seven and had Amazing. quite a bit of time before my family eats dinner and I did some yoga with my dad. Um, That's really amazing way to spend time with my dad made me actually move instead of just sitting in my chair all day I'm Great. feeling good I'm feeling not flexible but like I'm getting there. so it's okay good I'm, I'm really proud stiff. of you one
0: day. That's if amazing. anyone has any
1: yoga recommendations, let me know I'm really bad at it.
0: <laughs> me too. I should do more yoga as someone who runs frequently. I am not flexible and I need to do more it mobility stuff. It would help my knees. <sighs> all righty. shall we take it away with the questions?
1: We should. I think this kind of goes into your concept of lo- really loving beverages today. So, I guess, yes. do you want to start this one? How do you both make and take your coffee?
0: Great question. A topic I love to discuss. Um, okay. Become a, a slight coffee nerd during quarantine. Um, huge coffee nerd. Huge coffee nerd. Because of this huge. one guy on YouTube, I will link his YouTube channel. His name is james something he has the most delightful british accent and the like salt and pepper hair and he's just just a coffee genius from him i learned all about the AeroPress, which is now my preferred brewing method of making my morning cup of coffee i am a strict drip coffee in the morning convert uh i usually drink a dark roast I usually have it with a splash of whole milk, um, and I usually get the beans whole because that's what you should do, and you should grind them yourselves, and I get them from Trader Joe's, or I get them from Blue Bottle if I'm feeling fancy. Sometimes I'll have a splash of oat milk, but only Oatly. If it gets really hot, I will make homemade cold brew, um, and I'll make like one or two batches of that and leave it in the fridge, and I have that with a splash of milk And then the afternoon, I will have, if I'm having something, an espresso beverage that sometimes is an iced latte or sometimes I'll have like a hot oat milk latte with sometimes some cinnamon because I like that. Yeah. I take this very seriously.
1: That was so oddly specific, but I'm here for it. I also just want to take a second to plug Siddhiti's food Insta. Recently, she did a whole Insta story series on how making your own cold brew is actually much better for the environment i don't know if that's yes, still available is. somewhere on your yes Instagram, it but, is oh amazing i'll People link should it check that out it's really cool i would i'm not gonna make cold brew but it's good to know um wonderful i think just like skincare i'm definitely not as intense about it as <laughs> it is. um at home we got our normal coffee maker i don't really know what it is you just use a filter and it's in there um okay I drink my like a standard black, drip coffee so, maker yeah yeah so d- yeah drip coffee um I drink my coffee black so no sugar or milk um nice and simple makes me feel kind of cool for drinking black coffee I know that's <laughs> lame though um if I need a pick me up in the morning I will add some milk and sugar if we happen to have a nice flavored creamer might do a splash of that um but my favorite coffee shop drink is probably a dirty chai So a dirty iced chai latte, specifically, if the people are curious. If you've never had a dirty chai before, a lot of people have asked me this. What makes it dirty is a shot of espresso. Um, A Mm. normal chai latte, in the American sense, doesn't have that. And then, if you add two shots or more, some people might call that a filthy chai. I learned that at
0: the Philadelphia airport. Wow. The more you know. I've never had a dirty chai I highly recommend the concept the concept scares me a little bit because I like espresso and I like chai individually but we shall see we should try it I think if you like them individually you will really enjoy the nice dirty chai okay well that is like on my list of things to do post quarantine is try dirty chai yes and speaking of which we have our next question all about quarantine and coronavirus um I will read it What are your current plans outside of university mandates for navigating life and hanging out with friends at college due to coronavirus? This Um, is an excellent question. Yes, go ahead. Oh,
1: I was just going to say, I feel like you've probably given this a lot more thought than I have. I've been trying to avoid
0: thinking about this. So I'm curious (laughs) to hear what you have to say before I say anything. Yeah, I, to be quite honest with you, I wasn't really thinking about this as seriously until I had a conversation with a friend recently who had this conversation herself if that makes any sense and that was like a challenging experience for her and it made me realize how important it is to have this have this conversation because for the past four months we've all been you know following our own rules and our family's rules about how we keep ourselves safe which is you know in and of itself kind of crazy that we don't have these standardized guidelines that we're all really strictly following but nevertheless now that like I'm going to be moving back at the end of August in with roommates um it's like a really important conversation to have um and so I think beyond just the you know the typical etiquette of having a good difficult conversation which includes like including everyone and making sure everyone is heard and their you know priorities and lifestyles are acknowledged um, making sure that everyone is listening making sure that you are being very conscious of your state and local guidelines i think what i want to point out is that i think we're all experiencing a lot of cognitive dissonance right now um and by that i and i've been doing this too i am not trying to place the blame on others and say that i am you know perfect and exempt from this um i think we are all to a certain extent practicing cognitive dissonance and I don't think we are to blame for that Um, again going back to the fact that it is the dissemination of information has been not amazing and it's really hard to you know get a clear picture of what the right thing to do is but in because of that I think we've all become pretty quick to judge others for how they're conducting themselves during the pandemic and what they're doing to stay safe. But when it comes to our own actions, we have trouble doing that. Um, You know, I think I've done this also. I have, it's very easy for me to sit here in the comfort of my home and judge, you know, XYZ person for socializing in XYZ way. But then, you know, I've you know seen people in what I consider to be a safe and socially distanced way based on what I have understood of the guidelines that are in place. But some, I'm sure that there's somebody out there who knows more than me. And I'm sure that according to those people, I'm doing something wrong. So when I'm having these conversations, I think it's super important that everyone be or that you, dear listener, and that everyone who is listening to this and who's going to be having these conversations in the future, be conscious of that cognitive dissonance that you may be experiencing in that conversation and that you may be that you may practice in the future after having this conversation like you'll have this conversation but then it's like you have to stick to these you know rules and guidelines that you put in place otherwise you know what's the point of any of them what do you think i mean you're also moving in with roommates hopefully Um, hopefully i'm
1: really happy that you brought up that whole concept of cognitive dissonance but i guess so I think your house is five people. I live in a house with five other girls, so it's six total. So Mm -hmm. I was wondering, based on what you just said, do you have any advice for this listener or for me or anyone else who's moving back into college on how to start that conversation and possibly what to do if you feel like your roommates are not taking social distancing guidelines seriously to the point where it could negatively impact the people around them? kind of a loaded question but yeah I think any thoughts could be useful because I think yeah starting the conversation in the first place can be really difficult but I feel like you've given it some thought so I'm curious
0: yeah I've I am not perfect by any means I think I've given this some thought because of the friend I was speaking to um Mm -hmm. she I'll share her kind of experience because I think she did this in a good and mature way I think they um, I'm assuming for those people who are not living with their roommates right now, like I'm not, I'm home, but my roommates are in Philly uh, or wherever. Um, I'll probably uh, start that conversation over text and say, hey, guys, like as we're kind of coming up on um, going back and people are going to start moving back in soon in a couple of weeks. I think it'd be a good idea if we just chatted about how we are going to stay safe and um, as a household. Um, and I think. Yeah, I think that's that's probably how I would approach it over text. Um, if you guys aren't going to be able to see each other for a really long time, um, I think a Zoom call would probably be a good idea. Um, just have like a 30-minute Zoom call with your roommates. And maybe this sounds kind of tacky, but I know that my roommates and I, not related to the pandemic, but my roommates and I last year like made a physical list, for example, of the chores we were going to do. and. Chores and social distancing protocols are not the same, but in a way that they in a way they are because you all have to buy into this set of rules and adhere to them. So when you do have these conversations, maybe write them down, listener, like on a Google Doc, share the Google Doc with your roommates, print it out, stick it around your house. Um r- like you if you want people to, you know, adhere to these guidelines that you're going to take the time to set, then we're all imperfect. We're all going to forget things and we're all going to want to socialize with people I think because we we miss our friends and we miss our independence but um so I think doing things like that like printing out the printing out the list or something like that and also um reminding each other in a respectful way of like hey you know you're gonna do xyz like just you know make sure you're wearing a mask or something like that you don't need to you know police each other um but you it's all at the expense of each other's safety yeah, yeah, definitely. I
1: think that's super helpful. And I think along with that, something that I found really helpful is reminding someone of why that rule is in place. Like if we bring yeah. it back to the example of cleaning, you clean the kitchen so you don't get rats in your food. Super important. Definitely <laughs> really motivating. In the same way, I think you can bring that to COVID-19. If you don't wear a mask, yes. either you get sick or you get someone else sick to the point Yes. Of possibly being fatal, and reminding them of the consequences of their actions, I think can also be really important. And also reminding yourself and everyone around you that you can socialize and spend quality time with the people you care about while also being safe in the same way that we've, I guess, hopefully made the best of being quarantined in our homes and away from some of our closest friends. Like, you can make the best of the situation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a really good point about the why. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess that actually kind of... What I was just saying kind of leads into our next question. Should I just yes. go ahead and read it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so this question is kind of paraphrased from something a friend asked. Basically, it asks, how do you stay positive when the world is essentially collapsing around us and we're losing a lot of important milestones? Yeah. Um, this is a heavy question. Um, very heavy Do you heavy want to question? take it away?
0: Yeah. Why don't you get started? I feel like you've been sure. I
1: think this is definitely something I've given a lot of thought to, especially over the past years. I've focused a lot on this whole concept of developing a very positive mindset. And I think Mm -hmm. related to this question and also in general, just having the ability to really have as much control over your mindset as possible is what can get you through even the toughest situations. So as an example, if I went through something really, really traumatic a year ago, I probably would not deal with it in the same way if it were to happen again now or if it were to happen now because my mindset mm. is in a very different place. I have a much more positive way of looking at things. Okay. And so I think something that's really important right now is to remember that, yes, right now, this time period feels endless, partly due to self-isolation, partly due to the fact that We genuinely don't know when the public health situation will come back to normal, but I've personally been home and in self-isolation for four months. I think that's generally the case across the U.S. I'm not sure what the details are like in other countries, but regardless of how long it's been, we've all made adjustments. We're all finding the smallest ways to make this work, and soon it won't feel like an everyday struggle anymore, right? It all just becomes a part of your daily routine. Um, and also remembering that in the grand scheme, when we are 80 years old, one or two years of our lives will feel minimal. It feels like forever. It feels like an eternity right now, but focus on five years from now, 10 years from now, where are you going to be? What are you looking forward to? All of those things aren't going to happen unless we power through these next few weeks, few months, however long it might be.
0: Can I interrupt you with a question? Yeah, of course. Um... So I totally hear you that in the grand scheme of things, this is going to feel like, you know, one of those lows that we wrote out. And it's very It's going to be, I think, easy to look back on the past with rose tinted lenses and say, "Okay, that was a really challenging thing that we went through. But look, we got out at the other end. But I think what I'm wondering is how do you combat that feeling of that? There's a total lack of control here. There really it I think it's yeah. you know, in the media there's a desire to place blame on, you know, one person and certain people who are of certain powers and whatever. There's always a different narrative being pushed every single day when you read the news. But That's ultimately not us, not a single person has control here. And mm-hmm. I think that lack of control makes it really hard to reckon with the the loss of certain milestones. So for us we haven't like necessarily experience that yet though we likely will probably miss certain aspects of like a quintessential college experience so do you have any suggestions for how to you know kind of shift your frame of mind for feeling like this lack of control or this like huge spiraling thing is like affecting everyone and like yeah how do you how do you find like a balance there
1: yeah, I mean, I think objectively speaking, there are so many factors that are simply out of our control. We can't control the actions of the people around us. We can't control the actions of our mm-hmm. government and we can't control the spread of the virus because we can't control others, right? But yeah. that doesn't mean that there aren't a million things that are in our control, right? Yeah, and the whole world around us is changing. And that also means a change in status quo, right? I've seen articles Mm. saying maybe wearing masks outside at all times will become the norm, which is terrifying to think about because it's such a massive change, but it's happening in slow progress, right? And with Mm -hmm. all of these changes happening around us, that means what we consider to be milestones, that might be changing too. And so, for example, putting it back into the context of the question, this question came from a rising senior who's probably worried about what senior year will look like, what will graduating look like, all of these things that Salithi and I are also considering, right? But maybe it's time to embrace that change and uncertainty, whatever that means to you, whether that's taking a gap year, doing online classes somewhere that makes you excited, like an Airbnb in Hawaii, or using that extra time to devote to a passion, right? What you can control Mm -hmm. is what you do with your time and the way that you're thinking about things. So Mm -hmm. one small example is... Just the same way that we open up each of our podcast episodes. What is one positive aspect that this quarantine has brought you? And this is no way a question that's trying to discount all of the struggles that people are dealing with on a daily basis due to quarantine, due to COVID-19. But there are always positives for everyone, right? Does this mean you get more time with your family, more time to focus on wellness and health, more time to finally devote to that hobby you always said you'd work on, more time to start a podcast, right? Great idea. Um, and so if we focus on the things that we can control instead of the things that we can't, that's how we stay sane. That's how we continue to move forward. Um, yeah. And so that I think that's really all it has to do is breaking it down between, okay, what can I control? What can't I? And what am I going to do about it?
0: Mm. Um, I hope that's helpful yeah. advice. Siddhya, so, if, yeah. if there's anything else you wanted to add. Yeah. I No, I, like, I really liked what you said about, um, you know, what can you and can you not control? And for me... I think also what you were mentioning about hobbies and stuff, I mean, I mentioned on the first episode, that's something I've been investing a lot in, but beyond the surface level construct of a hobby and like an activity that you need to do, not that you need to do, an activity that you're doing, I think what you said made me think a lot about how, yes, a lot of things are out of our control, but we and our actions are in our control and tied into that is like, our own personal growth. That's something that we have complete control over. And yes. personal growth does not have to come from, you know, I mean, it can come from whatever it it means to, you know, whatever it means to you. Wherever you feel like, you know, I'm I could I want to grow in this way, I want to get better at doing certain thing or in like on a more emotional level, I want to invest myself more into certain relationships. I want to rebuild connections with certain people. I want to change how I react to certain situations. These are kind of more emotional, behavioral things rather than, you know, tangibles like I want to learn how to knit a blanket. That's wonderful if you want to learn how to knit a blanket. Do that if that makes you happy. Um, But I want to make sure that the idea of personal growth seems accessible to everyone, whether you have the resources, the time, the, uh, you know, the mental space to invest in a hobby or not. Like personal growth can come from whatever that may mean for you. And before you do that, I think it also is a lot of time for you to reflect on who you are and who do you want to become. Like the time you have this time for you to... You know, there's a lot more mental space now that I think a, m- many of us have. It's also a very privileged thing that I'm saying right now as a not essential worker, as, you know, somebody who has the financial freedom to sit mm-hmm. here in my house and record this podcast. But for those of us who do have the mental space to think about these things, take some time to reflect and take mm-hmm. some time to think about, you know, who are you right now? Who is the who? What kind of a person do you want to become? Um, and what things are in your control right now to, toe work on that that's kind of like a maybe like a deeper not wishy-washy that's kind of a reductive thing to say but um kind of like a deeper more emotional answer um but I think that's what it comes down to because the the you know the listener alludes to um a loss of milestones and I think what makes milestones so important is that they're very sentimental like objectively walking across a you know a A podium in like a sweaty hot stadium with a graduation cap on is like, you know, it's not like the most, you know, life changing experience ever. It's the sentiment that's tied in with it Um, and how you feel like you grow through those milestones, but your growth is not exclusively tied into them. And I think you can find ways to continue to grow that aren't measured by these milestones that we are missing or that are being pushed off.
1: Does that make sense? And I think I really like that specific example because, for example, you can't control whether or not your school decides to host a graduation, but you can control whether or not you get to have a sentimental important memory related to your graduation, if that makes sense. And I think one other thing I wanted to mention based off of, Sudithi, what you were saying is it's also really, really important not to compare your growth and your progress against others. I think especially right now, because everyone's in quarantine, there's a lot of social media and just general media about these kinds of things like fitness or health or reading movies, whatever it is. But it's really important to remember that you don't know the circumstances that someone else has. They might be much more fortunate or much less fortunate than you. Mm -hmm. So focus on yourself, just like what Salithi was saying. Think about what you need and how you're going to get there, not about what all of these other people are doing and what you're not doing focus on yes. progress forward thinking and on yourself mm-hmm. is my final yourself. piece about this
0: yes this is a great question though i really love this because i think this is something so that you and i are going to continue to think about as mm-hmm. we have like absolutely no idea how long this is going to last and how this is going yep. to interact with our college careers our future plans mm-hmm. so this is an ongoing conversation dear listener yeah. if people like, have um, more c- questions related to this you know as time passes Please continue to submit them. We'd love to have this conversation with you. It's definitely. We're going through also. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On um, a much lighter note, <laughs> our, a, a, you know, a topic that we delved very deeply into last time, a listener has a follow up question. Shall I read it? Yes, please. All righty. This is specific and I love it. The listener asks, I currently use Cetaphil Daily Cleanser to wash my face. It is a gel cleanser that doesn't foam. Good. Foaming cleansers are bad. We'll get to that. It's working fine, but I have oily skin and I don't think this cleanser is doing a good enough job of cleaning my skin. Any suggestions for alternatives? Yes. Can I answer this one? (laughs) Yes. I'm really excited. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. (laughs) So
1: I just want to say this was literally me a week ago before we recorded our last episode, which is episode two. Um, Mm -hmm. In that one, we talked about Salithi's ridiculous skincare spreadsheets (laughs) and this podcast or this book that she's reading um, that are featuring this woman who essentially explains how Cetaphil sucks partially because it's a gel cleanser that doesn't really clean your face very well. So Mm -hmm. I learned something from that episode and I invested in a beautiful bottle of Cerave, Cerave. Yes. I don't know how to pronounce it. So I, but think it's I can already feel a difference. It's so foamy. I feel like my skin's actually being cleaned. Such a big difference between Cetaphil and Cera- Cerave. I'll Cerave. Get it right. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so I learned something. It's exciting. I'm seeing big things. I feel the difference, but also specifically Wonderful. for oily skin. Let's take it back to the. I guess this is Ayurvedic. I keep calling it Ayurvedic, but that turmeric and chickpea flower mask um <laughs> i recommended last time definitely might help do not use the yogurt inclusive version of the mask because yogurt on your face will actually make it more moist and oily but the turmeric and mm. chickpea flour will do wonders it's already helping me i promise
0: hmm i have Exciting. some questions and some thoughts
1: I know you'll have thoughts
0: about this. (laughs) Well, okay. Let me first answer the listener's question. Uh, The listener asked for alternatives. Um, I absolutely vouch for the CeraVe Face Cleanser. Great drugstore option. Um, Reminder to all that skincare does not have to be expensive by any means. And CeraVe, I think, is a pretty affordable, accessible option. Um, Really great for everyday use for morning and night. I am a Glossier devotee, to say the very least. She um, has a sweatshirt I, and everything. I have the Timothy Chalamet sweatshirt. I wear that thing with pride. Um, I think I took a photo of it for our first Instagram post. Didn't I, I do that? I think I did. I think you did. I think it's I did. There, it's yeah. featured. Yep. So TLDR, I love Glossier. And was are cleanser. She just loves Glossier. No. But sponsor me, Glossier, in this off chance that you're—they're not listening. Um, their Milky Jolly cleanser—they're <laughs> not listening. I wish they were listening. We never know. But sorry, continue. I'll stop laughing. <laughs> um. Yes, you never know. Side tangent. You never know because I posted a picture of my pizza on my food Instagram weeks ago. When I had negative followers and I said something about how you should put hot honey on your pizza and I tagged Ann Pizza and they reposted it. So you never know. Shout out to Glossier. Okay. The Milky Jelly Cleanser. It's great. It's definitely not the cheapest option out there. um, But I think it does a really good job of gently cleaning your face. Um, This next recommendation, I also hold near and dear to my heart because it comes from Probably my favorite place on earth, which is Trader Joe's. They have a oh God, what is it called? It's like Trader a Joe's v- has skincare. Sweet. Though. Let's take a moment of silence.
1: <coughs> <laughs> I'm really Trader confused.
0: Joe's. Trader Joe's. Okay. Trader Joe's has a wonderful selection of skincare and beauty care like body care products um in fact the book that we mentioned last week skincare by Caroline Hirons references Trader Joe's as a skincare brand that she endorses she spends a lot of time in this book talking about how companies are very quick to say that they are all natural or sustainable or clean which is also a pretty problematic word to use because you're insinuating that other things are dirty but anyway Trader Joe's is one of those brands that she endorses. They're inexpensive, minimal ingredients, really like natural when they say they're natural. And so they have this cleanser and I will recommend it in the show notes. It's like $6.99 or something. Um, Very affordable, great for everyday use. And uh, the people don't know yet how much I love Trader Joe's. I'm shook by the $6.99 and the
1: fact that you can get Frozen foods and skincare in the same place. I'm still processing. That's because
0: that. it's the most magical place on earth. But anyway, um, my last recommendation is something that I loved uh, when I was in Europe, by and large. Um, I loved the Nivea. Yes, Europe. Love Europe. The Nivea cleansing milk. Um, called different is things it, in different languages. Is hmm. it Nivea or Nivea? Hot topic of debate. We say Nivea in my family, but that's also because I think German people and on the German ads they say N- nivea, but also I've heard Nivea. Interesting. It, I'm curious. I don't what people know. Think. If anyone is a user of Nivea or Nivea, please let us know how you pronounce it. I'm confused. But they have a cleansing milk. Um I really like it. It feels moisturizing, and yet it cleanses your face. Um, Do not use a foamy cleanser. I have learned this from Caroline Hirons. This is like the eighth plug for her book, Um, The Best Skin
1: Skin." Yes, go ahead. Go ahead. This is what I'm confused about. So you're saying no Mm -hmm. foamy cleansers, but Mm -hmm. Sarah V is foamy. Uh Can you describe how it foams? I'm curious. So, okay, for context, Cetaphil feels like water. Like it doesn't foam. It doesn't really lather. I think by foam, I mean lather. Cerave definitely. Like okay. You, it comes out like a normal soap and then you l- rub it into your face. Hmm. I'm doing the motion, but no one can see me except for you. And it foams and it <laughs> lathers. And that's what makes okay. you feel
0: clean. Okay. I think, I think what she means is the ones that come out of like a pump bottle as a foam and they're already, already foamy, and they're no. already foaming it's not like i think i think that's what she means but i could be totally wrong i think that's okay, what she means and that, that yeah because she's a heavy endorser of cerave so i think she must mean that like the ones that you like for example i'm thinking about clean and clear i think has these or biore has these ones where you like oh. push the pump bottle and it's like those bath and body works soaps that that's come what out i was foamy. thinking of Right. I think those are bad. But I think the ones that, gel, that, are, that come out as a gel and then lather are good. So take from that what you will, dear listener. Also wanted to say, maybe we should talk about this more because we clearly love talking about skincare. According to this book, if you have oily skin, you're not supposed to not moisturize. So should the people use the yogurt in your turmeric face mask anyways? what do you think?
1: So I think that question specifically relates to what kind of moisturizers you should be using because from the bare minimum research I have done, basically Mm -hmm. I have this understanding that there are water-based moisturizers, gel-based moisturizers, and oil-based moisturizers, possibly more. But basically if you have oily skin, you shouldn't be using an oil-based moisturizer. So that's like the bare minimum. I think Mm -hmm. yogurt won't kill you, but it also doesn't hurt to not include it. I think yogurt is supposed Mm. to give more moisture and oil to the skin. So if you already have that, you simply just don't need the yogurt and the mask. Hmm. Um, So each ingredient is there for a specific reason. I think if you're looking for still soft skin, honey instead, or actually I think it includes Um. honey. The honey will help with softness, but it won't make you extra oily. From my understanding and my mother's understanding, I'm not an expert. But that's what my mom says and I
0: trust her that's totally fine. Okay. Interesting. Yes. I, for context, I do not know anything about Ayurvedic skincare. Not that my mom hasn't tried to, my mom used to use like these Ayurvedic skincare kind of masks type of thingies. us when we were little kids, um, it's just something that I don't really do anymore as I have entered this rabbit hole of doing skincare research on the internet. Um, but I'm lo- loving learning more from sweetha. I need to try your this face mask. Yes, I, done I it yet. love
1: this stuff. I'm always ready to talk about it. I got
0: really bored during quarantine and did a lot of research. Do you? Okay, last question, and then we will wrap up. Do you do it? You do it in the shower, correct? So basically, I do the just the
1: mixture of turmeric and chickpea flour. I have that in a little container in my bathroom that's mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. as tightly sealed as possible, so no like air gets in or whatever, no water gets mm-hmm. in. So I put a little bit, of, little bit of that on my hand, a few drops of water, mixed into a paste in my palm. Apply that all over my face, let it dry as I'm bathing, and then I wash, I rinse that off with hot water and like rubbing it off my face at the end of my shower, and then I use my actual face wash on top of that. And I do that every morning. Uh
0: Since I've been home. Interesting. Okay, I'm going to do an experiment. Super easy. Yes. I'm going to do a science experiment and get back to the people next week. My science experiment will be that when I use like a pre-made, store-made face mask, um, I will cleanse pre-mask because that's what the internet and beauty YouTube told me to do.
1: But I think that's different. what you're supposed to do. My mom said to do okay. it this way. So I'm curious to see what happens actually if you cleanse first and then do this. Yes.
0: Well, I'm going to try both. I'm going to do cleanser first, face mask after, and vice versa. And I will get back to the people next week, the lovers of the chickpea, face face mask, and give you the results of my science experiment. I'm very excited. She is a woman of science. Indeed I am. Indeed I am. I am. And with that... I think this concludes our third episode. Mm-hmm. So, do you have anything you would like to add?
1: Um, not particularly. We talked a lot about a lot of different things today. Coffee, the world collapsing, skin care. Um, <laughs> just as always, uh, remember to keep sending us your questions. Um, they get more exciting every week. We love talking about them. So just always keep them coming. I will keep saying yes. that. Unless they stop coming, then I'll
0: be more. Aggressive we love about it. also disclaimer. We love hearing your personal anecdotes. Yes. They are hilarious to us. Hilarious. Not that we are ridiculing your situations in any way. We just love getting to know you. We this dating question um, was a just just so funny to from the last like, respond to yes from the last episode even my blessed mother listened to this and found it funny and we love hearing about. What's going on with you? We're your friends. You're we our are your friends. friends. You can Let's also keep out. your questions anonymous if you so
1: please. Yes, so oh, no absolutely. embarrassment yes.
0: whatsoever. No embarrassment, no shame. This is a this is a safe space and a judgment-free zone, and we are here to be your friends. This yes. sounds like we're friends asking with questions for questions and answers. Yes. Okay, well, I think that's everything. Thank you guys, and we will see you next week. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of The Silent Lotus.
1: Stay in touch with us on Instagram or Twitter at Silent Lotus Pod, and submit your questions on our website at SilentLotusPod.com. Your question might be featured in a
0: future episode. Thanks and see you next week.